All right, we're back with an all new show, Damage and Blue. Listen, I don't know what's going on between the three of us. We're showing up dressed very similar now. This is kind of scary. And these are colors that you would not normally just pull out of your closet. Um, although we are we are very cute. We we look like a band. I, we really do look like <laughs> Destiny's cousin. I, I love this for us. It's very 1980s. Yes. Listen, those people watching that, uh, those people listening, you need to go watch this over on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and that you stay connected because, you know, we are one of the latest podcasts on the internet. I don't know if Littis is aware, but who cares at this point? <laughs> Look, I have to tell you, I just got back from doing Drink Champs. Uh, I have to say this to your face, Noriega, even though you're not in the room. You literally have one of the best shows I've ever done. I know I didn't get a chance to give you your flowers when you gave me mine during the show. But I love everything. As somebody who, who is a premier broadcaster and podcaster, to be able to be on a show that had that you know built from scratch has its own mechanics, has all the nuances that make it unique. The drinking, the the fact that it goes on forever, the games, the you know, <laughs> you know, he's really good. I have to say, you know, there's a lot of people that are artists who want to do podcasting and they try to launch podcasts. They last for a year and then they die, or they have an affair and then they don't tell nobody. Either way, what I love about his show is he literally lets you be you and brings out the best in you by disarming you and having fun and getting you drunk. And I always had a rule that I would never get drunk during an interview because once I get lit, there'll be all types of bitches and all types of hoes and stories that I don't want to tell. But I will say that I had so much fun that I didn't want the show to end. So I look forward to an airing. I'm sure it'll be airing during this podcast and you could take a look at it. But the ironic thing that I have found in the comments between my comments and posting the promo clip and their comments is the hip hop community and that just people in general who are not gay have a real strong hate towards me. And it's not even real hate. It's just this disdain at the idea that I would have a platform. And I only want to say to all of you bitches, I was getting Ooh. interviewed. Not you, so fuck <laughs> off. How about that? That's not where I thought that inspirational moment would go, but okay. I can't wait to see this. I cannot wait to see the anarchy. But yeah, and what are, what are they saying in the comments? Like, what is this? What is this hate they're spewing? What are they saying? Well, let me tell you, the energy that I had during the show was the energy that I'm going to bring back to my own show this year, and it's that really like it's all gas. It's no breaks. It's no more letting people control my narrative, telling me what my value is, telling me what my potential is, telling me what my restrictions are, telling me what I have to do to be acceptable. I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. But more importantly, I'm going to make people respect what I built. You know, Hollywood Unlocked has had over 127,000 stories. We've only had one wrong. I'm sure you know what that is. And we're not getting into it today. But listen, even with that, <laughs> we still had extreme growth, extreme visibility. The, all the numbers are up. The money's up. The clout's up. And so I think the problem that people have is that I literally figured this shit out. I figured it out without people telling me that they were going to do this or that. Like, I did it all on my own. I did it with pure talent. And there's a lot of untalented people on the internet. And I have to say something directly to black people, our people. Y'all niggas need to stop hating because we hate the most. We, you can say whatever you want. Oh, Jason, you write these stories. Oh, Jason, you have these opinions. Yeah, I'm okay with accepting criticism for what I do, but just the pure hate because I'm doing it because I have the courage and I have the fans that support me. That part drives me bananas because I sit and look at all of the miserable ass haters online. First of all, some of your eyebrows be too plucked. Your wigs oh. be too pushed back. Some of y'all niggas don't even know how to spell. How are you coming for me? I wish you would actually pick up a book and read it. The first book you need to read is How to Think Like a Man. Men don't think like haters. They just think like men. And the next book you need to read is How the Fuck to Mind My Own Business. Now, it ain't a book, <laughs> but it should be for some of you hoes out there on the internet. Some of you hoes. <laughs> Jason, uh, I, why are we starting with a read? You know what I just realized, though, listen to you talk. I always say this, and I know it might be controversial now that announcements have been made. I've always said that you were the heir apparent to Wendy Williams and, for obvious reasons. And, and that's not a small <laughs> feat, as we've seen people fumble and show us 
while she's been away. But you know who I realized that Nori is? He's the Barbara Walters of podcasters. Barbara Walters <laughs> would have you come on, lure you into this feeling of safety, and the next thing you know, you're crying and snotting and saying, I love you on camera. You don't know how you got there. So Noriega is the Barbara Walters of podcasting. I'm calling it right now. But there's, some, there's something special about Nori, too, I have to say. It's his friendship, his, his community that he's building. I mean, he gave me my flowers on and off the camera. He made sure to let me know he would support me and my growth here at Hollywood Unlocked and is available to me. Uh, he's, you know, very, you know, he processed the interview after the interview in a way that I don't think any other interviewer has. And... He also prepared for the interview. I know when I'm being interviewed by somebody who knows I'm going to show up and be a star, because let's be very clear to anybody out there who does not know, I am a motherfucking star. I'm a rock star, in fact. And when I get my rocks off on your asses, you won't know how to handle it. See, the problem is I'm all caught between tea, crumpets, and fucking coffee and whatever. What am I doing? Espresso, cappuccino? You know what? All that's out the door. You're going to get whatever I feel. When I get in this seat, it's going to be bipolar as fuck. And you know what? I don't need to fit in any box because I'm tired of y'all playing with me. And that was the whole theme of the game. That was the whole theme of the interview. And I have to tell you, I opened up about problems we've had on this show because he gave me space to do that. And I dares any motherfucker that I talked about on that interview to try me because look, it's all guns blazing 2022 to hell. And that's just the energy I'm on because... When I try to clean it up and I try to be nice, people take that as a weakness because people prey on the weak and I'm not weak. Shout out to telling the truth. And and I always feel like karma is only a bitch if you are. So if the truth comes out and you're a good person, then you have nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, we got to congratulate our haters because they really do motivate us. Like, what, what will we do without hate? What will we do out without waking up and having somebody telling us we can't when we know we can? It's that extra mm-hmm. push you need, the extra petty energy within us that we need to kind of exploit sometimes. Like I like when somebody doubts me. I like when somebody hates on me because I'm like, you know what? I needed this today because everybody telling me it's going to be all right and they supporting. I love that too. And that also motivates. But it's nothing like a good ass hater to push you to that next level. And sometimes I think, Jason, when we wake up and we see those hating ass comments, that's what we need. That shit drives us. Literally, you feel it in your bones. <laughs> Damage, let me tell you my secret. I oh. really said all that to increase the hate because I love it. <laughs> I love uh-uh, Jason. it. Oh, my God. Listen, listen, uh-uh. the haters are literally the wind beneath my wings. I don't care about them hating me. What I care about is people need to understand something. I am the Michelangelo of podcasting. You will understand that I am an artist. This is my art. And we show up and we paint these pictures for some of y'all blind asses because you can't see for creating your own art. And I think that when I see people who say, why is he on this show? It's because they haven't been paying attention to the architectural layout of this massive media company and i think that as people start to learn more about me and more about what i built i think those opinions will change you know you know what's so funny i'm listening to you guys talk and it's making me think of this quote i heard a long time ago your hater was your number one and first fan because they saw something and you'd be threatened by before you even saw it so you are right haters are visionaries they are the reason and the season so i thank all the people who pissed me off and got me here although I am going to be honest about Jason and the way that you move. I'm a very fast thinking woman. I'm a very strategic person, I would like to think. Watching you over the past two years, I'm just starting to fully understand how you move. It's like when you watch Scandal and then Shonda Rhimes does like the rewind to show you all the things you missed the first time. So I think people, if people really understood how much strategy and, and um, instinct it, took to do, it takes to do what you do, a lot of them would be humbled and you know, there's hating from the sidelines. So that speaks for itself. Okay. I have to tell you about a beauty brand that I am currently obsessed with. And that is basically taking over my beauty counter. It's been all over TikTok and social media and they're winning major awards left and right. They even sold out of every color they dropped in 2021 and had a waiting list of over 25,000 people. The brand is called Wonderskin, And this is one that you have to check out. 
For those who are like, Blue, how do you stay looking so young? Well, they have this amazing skincare called Pure VOC, which is a cover-up spelled backwards because it's literally the opposite of covering up. There are three products that work together to give you flawless-looking skin with a beautiful glow, and you'll even see results after the first time you use it. And the meaningful results are just four weeks in, and next thing you know, you'll be looking just as young as I do. Not to mention their amazing Peel and Reveal Lip Stain. Now, ladies, this one is really, really fun because it's this blue mask that you put on your lips. And when you peel it off, it reveals this beautiful natural color that's transfer proof, feather proof, and waterproof. Wonderskin was recently on today's show, and they described their products as your favorite lipstick and lip stain had a baby. And People Magazine says, once you try this, you'll understand why it continues to sell out. They even have this cult favorite called Liquid Gym. I haven't tried it yet, but I heard it's amazing. It's a serum that helps to sculpt your jawline, cheekbones, and your neck in only two weeks. Wonderskin is led by Team Wow, which stands for Women of Wonderskin. This is a squad of accomplished experts in beauty from all over the world that helps to innovate the most amazing beauty products that really work and will make a difference in your life. I've been using Wonderskin personally for a while now, and I'm kind of obsessed. They create products unlike anything I've ever tried, and the best part is they all work and have made a difference in both my makeup and my skincare routine. I love their lip color because it's so easy to use and gives me this beautiful, like, budge-proof color all day long. I love Pure VOC because my skin hasn't looked this good in years. And the Liquid Gym, once I get my hands on that, I know I'll probably love that too. Right now, if you want to try out Wonderskin, go to wonderskin.com and use promo code UNLOCKED. That's promo code U-N-L-O-C-K-E-D. And you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping on orders over $50. That's 20% off when you go to wonderskin.com and use their promo code UNLOCKED. I think a lot of people don't have that experience being independent, being on their own. A lot of people that are hating or probably just unaware they're working for somebody they're not building and fighting for their own and i think once you start stepping into that lane even a little bit and seeing some of that mm -hmm. that friction you get trying to create something on your own and push your own brand with no help with no cosign you're fighting for every cosign when you do get one i think the lens start looking different and i feel like for all my business owners out there for anybody building their own brand i think they can understand um your mindset and where you come from but for those others you'll never understand because you never stepped out on your own and did your own thing. And that's okay. There's a safe lane. They got the right lane in traffic and they got the left lane. And right now we're in the left lane. So you worry about what's going on over there. We're going to stay on this fast track. Stay and let me tell you this to all the people watching. I do what I do for you, for my fans. I do that for my fans. The people that show up and support me on every talk show, every reality show, every interview, every post on my Instagram, everything on our YouTube. I do this for my fan base so i have to say like while i understand and welcome that you know that there are going to be other people that come to the hollywood unlock you know platform and say their opinions that that's fine you could do whatever you want you could even hate if you want like i like damage or that yeah damage said the haters are also a part of the process i just find it ironic that so many people were saying oh my god why did you interview him i thought you wanted to interview icons you're still watching watch the numbers bitches top five interview on drink champs he's already said it this is gonna be top five who's gonna outdo the boss when i step on any platform i'm gonna make the shit hot you can go look at the numbers at every interview i've ever done even over at shitty hot 97 that hasn't been hot since 97 i blew their shit up and them niggas even on their best day could not run a circle around me if they had a track okay and so i know who i am I'm done being humble for them. I'm going to be humble to my audience because I love you and I need you. But everybody else, it is what it is. Gloves are off. Ding, ding. Let's go. Look, speaking of people putting other people on blast, <laughs> the game. He blasted critics in our comments on Hollywood Unlocked in our comment section after claiming that he raps better than Eminem. Now, recently, oh, Rapper yeah. the Game went on my favorite show, The Drink Champs, and he claimed to be a better rapper than Eminem. If you missed it, this is what he said. Eminem, Eminem is Eminem, and we, I like Eminem. He's one of the fucking good MCs, great MCs. He raps fella, you know what I'm saying? Ficky, ficky, ficky. He do all that shit, Eminem. I, and, and, and I used to think Eminem was better than me. So what you saying right he now? He not, he not, he's not. 
Challenge, hey, hey, challenge it. Game, you don't want to go versus against Yes, Eminem. I do. What do you mean? Yeah, I do. The fuck you mean? So what you trying to say? Hey, let's just say what you trying to say. You trying to say that I don't want to head on fate with the white man? No, I just want I just want to stay on some drama. That's all. I, <laughs> I, it's not drama. It, you know what this is? Not drama, can I, like, can yeah, I tell yeah, you? Yeah. So you per- saying you want that smoke with Eminem? What on one? No, 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 no. Uh, not, hey, look, look. <laughs> I want it because again, James, look up. James Cruz, look up. Yeah. I'm not saying I want smoke with Eminem. Well, I'm saying versus call you. I'm saying I want snow. No, I didn't say that. I think it's bigger. It's not. It's like. Hey yo, Swizz and Tim, Swizz, Swizz and Timberland know that it's bigger than verses. I'm not saying I want smoke with Eminem. I'm saying I want smoke with Eminem, him and him. The game said what he said, and you know, listen. Uh, he said what he said, and he, you know, he probably was drunk like me on Drink Champs when he said. Well, now he immediately <laughs> got criticized online because he had previously admitted in 2010 that he'd run. From any rap battles with Eminem, and of course we got that receipt. Look, Eminem is Eminem. He's if you notice in hip hop, Eminem is the only rapper that that nobody ever wants a problem with, including myself. Man, Eminem is like the most lyrically insane. Even when I was going at fifty, and you know, and you know, me and Dre wasn't seeing eye to eye. Man, I stayed away from the white dude, you know, because he a problem. You know what I'm saying? I understand it. You know what I'm saying? Like Eminem, I, I don't think it's a rapper he won't slay, and you don't even want a war with Eminem. You know, he crazy. He was talking about he how he was gonna pick fights. If he were to come at you yeah. with like a, a, a industry beef, what would you have done? Run. Yeah, Eminem is you don't want you don't understand. I'm I'm a I'm I'm a hip hop artist and I'm one of the biggest ones in the world. You don't want a beef with Eminem. He he shreds, he shreds MCs like for real. And I ain't his best friend or nothing. I'm just saying I understand that he you know he can't be seen by nobody. Jay know everybody know. You don't you don't mess with the white boy. Now, I would say, depending on his diet that morning, maybe he changed his mind. Listen, he maybe at that time, his body of work wasn't at the level of an M&M's. Now, looking back over it all, he's saying, hey, I'm better than you. Doesn't one have a right to change their mind? They sure do. Yeah. I'm actually confused as to how this is a conflict. Do you know how many things I posted on Facebook in 2010? That would make me crawl into my skin right now under this table. Like, are you guys serious? 2010? I don't even believe things I believed before COVID. So I think it's ridiculous that we're not letting a grown man evolve over 12 years. He was a cub when he said it. And now he's a big dog. And he said, come see him. So come see him. Also, I'm going to say, I'm voting for everybody black in this. Because to me, Eminem, like, he's a great MC, But he sounds like Kenny from South Park. I'm not really a huge fan personally. So I'm going to vote for game just based on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had this talk this morning with my brother, too. I had this talk with my oh, brother. I said, is it possible that the game can rap better than Eminem? And I'm a huge Eminem fan. As a kid, I knew all the words. I had all the CDs. But I think the difference between 2010 and 2022 is how the music has aged. And I will say, as an Eminem stan, the music has not aged well. When I listen to games albums, the music has aged very well. The game, all I don't care if you don't like the game personally, his discography is amazing. He he he's an amazing rapper. And I feel like he has the right to say that he's better than Eminem if he wants to. Now it's arguable. I don't know if it's the, the facts, the truth, but if you look at the music and if somebody said to me, I think game is better, I wouldn't argue with him. That's all I would say. My life was never easy. You know, he told oh. us his life wasn't easy. And clearly this debate isn't easy. And look, I think the game, one thing I do know about him, JC on, he knows how to light this internet up. He clearly has everybody mm-hmm. talking, including us. By the way, the game is coming on the show next week. So just get ready for that because he's promised to burn this bitch up. And I've been waiting on him to come since I started this show. Because as you know, wow. he did a song about Anyway, we'll talk about it next week. Okay, well, look, the game ended up jumping into Hollywood Unlocked's comment section to double down on his beliefs. Now, let me show you what he said. He said, that's how I felt then. This is now. I said what I said. I am better than Eminem and better than everybody else. What I look like thinking anybody on earth better than me. Fuck you mean. That's what he wanted. I mean, (laughs) you know, what I love about it is shouldn't we have that level of confidence where we think I'm the best? I think I'm the best. Who better than me? Name somebody right now. Who better than me at doing what I do right now? Name them. And you know what? People in the comments, this is where they're going to say, this person, this person, that person, this person, that person. Guess what? They don't own shit. So I'm better just because of that. Now what? 
and and that's my thing. You can say you better than somebody, but are you putting in the work to be better than somebody? So people like the game. Yeah, you might argue that he's not better than Eminem, but you can't argue he's not a great MC. It's, if you don't know music, if you think game is not a good MC. So if you put that work in and you have that confidence, I'm riding with you. If you lazy and you're whack and untalented and you talking about you better than people, please shut up. Damage, have you seen that meme of the, the Tupac song, Hit Him Up Style, and there's the girl who's acting like the backup dancers when they're listening to what Tupac's actually saying and they're like, what's happening? That's what this episode feels like. Jason, you ate your Wheaties, and I'm sure that the sun and the vitamin D that you got on vacation had an impact on you. First of um, all, but what I'm I didn't get no vitamin D. I caught the shade. Watch your mouth. I met the sun, <laughs> you know, vitamin D. Look, I'm speaking into your life as your friend. The only um, I think what we I got was Dominican Republic. By the way, oh, um, hey. I'm not talking <laughs> yeah, about anything that happens in my personal dating life anymore. You know, because, you know, the people what? that I'm in watch this show and, you know, they don't get that I say a lot of the things that I say for entertainment. So let's just move right along. I don't want to talk about me anymore. I did get a lot of vitamin D during my vacation. Look, but the game, back to the game. He went back on Hollywood Unlocked to comment again about how he's put in 20 years in the game with 10 albums and eight or nine of them debuting at number one. And he said, quote, I held his I held this city down for a decade, Dolo. The next day. He jumped on IG Live and this is what he said. Personally, um, nah, is Eminem better than me? Nah, he not, bro. And um, I think the best way to see if he is or if I am is, shit, nigga, let's rap about it. Let's get up, let's get in the studio, let's rap about it. Let's do something, let's put something out, let's, let's see, because that's what this shit is, bro, it's rap. And for me, I really ain't never even really gave niggas like really the just of who I am lyrically. I just been doing this shit because I'm skilled enough to do it. But as far as like some real lyricism, real hip hop, real get in the studio and, you know, take the gloves off and really get it in, like y'all niggas be having me fucked up. I ain't gonna even lie. It's like, who, like what rapper is better than me? And even if, even if a nigga, even if a rapper was better than me, why the fuck would I ever say that another man is better than me at anything in life. Nigga, I'm out here striving to be the best human that I can possibly be. The best rapper, the best father, the best friend, you know what I'm saying? The, the most obedient, um, you know, to the Lord and still uh, living my life on the side. Like, niggas ain't better than me at shit. You ain't getting that off. That was hot. It's the game. It's the game. Mm -hmm. That was very hot. <laughs> Well, listen, we'll leave it up to everybody to go the eight mile to explain to themselves whether or not they think he's better than Eminem or not. I personally don't care. I, I like the game. I don't listen to Eminem's music, not to say that he's not a legend. What I will say, though, the shady part of Eminem this year for me is that the white boy got to take a knee at the uh, football game. And y'all say he was a hero, but Colin Kaepernick is still unemployed. Anyhow... Moving right along to other black news, rapper Baby is fearing for his life after his fight with Brandon Bills, you know, the brother to Danny Lay. They got in a fight at a bowling alley and he issued an apology, another apology for the comments at Rolling Loud to the LGBT community, my people. And uh, this happened on The Breakfast Club when the baby <laughs> sat down to talk about the fight with Danny Lay's brother. Now, Danny Lay's brother, Baby, uh, baby Bills, I ain't even trying to be messy, y'all. I'm sitting here trying to read this teleprompter. Baby Bills was on the show. If y'all forgot what happened after he defended his sister here on the show, he had a lot of comments to say, and I know we got the clip. Take a look. So now if the baby's watching this and he wanted to catch the, f the fade, who's going to win, you or him? I'm going to knock him out, bro. I put $2 million on that shit. I got a, whoa, I got, I got people right now. They're telling me they're going to put the bag up, bro. We could put this bag up. We could get millions, millions, bro. I will get in that ring and I will knock him out. He won't even touch me. I promise you that. I put all my money on that. And all everybody around me going to put money on me because they know what time it is. He's not touching me. He's five feet tall. I've been around him. He's not touching me. Is, is the baby only five foot tall? He's five feet tall, bro. He can't fuck with me. He don't mess with the wrong person. I guess they underestimated me. I guess they thought I was some chump out here in LA that people don't really mess with. But like people really, really, really mess with me. I'm solid out here. You know what I'm saying? You you mess with me, Jason. You know me from way back in the day. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I've known you for a long time. 
Let me ask you, um, you know, one person I think can set this whole fight thing up is Wack, and Wack is, he knows him, so if you know Wack, you gotta talk, Wack knows how to set this up. I mean, I hope that it, there some type of resolution happens, because Danny's a pretty girl, she has a beautiful baby, you know, it seems like your mom is really sweet, and the family's really tight, or it was at one point, and, and now with, with the situation kind of coming to a head, and her out of there, hopefully it's an opportunity for you all to come together as a family. Yeah, I'm I'm down to come together as a family, to be honest. Um, you can tell Wack, he can set that up. You know what I'm saying? Wack could come catch his fade too. I'll get in the ring and I'll catch his fade with him too, bro. Straight up. I don't care. I don't know why a, a old man, grown man, is butting into my business that gotta do with my family. You feel me? If this, if I was imagine if Wack was in my shoes and the baby did that shit to his daughter and to his little sis. He would be doing the same shit I'll be doing. He'd be doing the same stuff I'll be doing, defending his family and his sister. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why he's trying to take a faith for another man. I don't even got to take that faith with Wack. I got niggas out here that'll take that faith for me. You feel me? I don't even got to take it, but I will take it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I'm not soft. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll really get in the ring. I'll really get in the street, and we can catch that faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll really throw hands out here. I don't been in mad fights in my life. Like, that shit don't phase me. You know what I'm saying? And hey, niggas so better put some respect want, hey, on Brandon Bills, bro. You feel wait, me? So you, you want to catch you want to catch the fade with Wack too? No, I don't want to catch the fade with Wack. That's not what I said. I said he could catch his fade too if he want to catch the fade for the baby or whoever whatever his name is. You feel me? I don't know why he 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 getting in business that got nothing to do with him trying to catch a fade for somebody else. I said I want to catch a fade with you already know who. You know what I'm saying? For disrespecting my system, disrespecting my family, disrespecting my country, and disrespecting just everything, disrespecting women. All right, well, look, when we saw that go viral, we knew it was only a matter of time before Brandon ran into the baby. LA is a huge city. It's one of the biggest cities in the country, but it's really small when you're in this world. Literally, we go to the same bowling alley. We go to the same clubs. We fucking the same people. We all go smoke the same hookah. We yeah. are, it's a small community. And so I knew they would run into each other. I just didn't know it would go down the way that it went down. You know, the whole fight happened. Well, now the baby is telling Charlemagne and them at the breakfast club that he's in fear for his life. And he went on the breakfast club and told him that. And uh, that was after the comments you just saw here. But this is what they, this is what he said. Take a look. Even in, in, in California, recently at the Super Bowl, you got into an incident yeah. and people saying it's self-defense, right? Yeah, Somebody incident got into me. Somebody threatened you. Somebody threatened <laughs> you. Somebody threatened you on online for, and um, for several months. Pulled up to a place that you were. I was. And then now, what happened in that? Because now I hear that he's suing you for it. Yeah, man. I don't know how the world worked today. Um, you feel me? Mm. But yeah, I'm still scared of that situation now, man. It was. I heard it was gonna be rough for me, so I don't really want to speak on that. Nigga might pop up downstairs. No, he told you that you couldn't come to come to LA. Say it was on site when he see you. I stayed away from LA for some months behind that too. Well, thank God. Well, I sure and hope I don't got to run into him again. No, I'm saying people don't understand PTSD is <laughs> real. No, for real. He's trying to get his face. He's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. The man is terrified. He's telling the truth. I swear to God, niggas that talk like they're gonna do something to you. Nah, I'm. Hey. But, but how does that affect your situation with your daughter? Yeah, that's unfortunate, you know what I'm saying? But I would expect, you know, I would expect that side to, you feel me? I, that's, if, if the way I rock behind kids or whatever, like, I don't, you feel me? That ain't, that ain't the way we play. Like, I'm not finna play with nothing tied to, you see what I'm saying? My kid, that ain't the way we rock, you know? Because you gotta fix that yeah. just because you, Yeah, my side, my side wouldn't, we, we don't rock like that. You see what I'm saying? We don't rock like that. Right. We don't rock like that at all. Because that Charlie is... could call my mama now. And yeah, and my mama do whatever for Charlie right now. Okay, that's important. You see what I'm saying? Like, this how we rock, you know? You know, so I don't know nothing about that. And I don't really care to, you know, I ain't passing judgment on nobody. But, you know, that, that should have been intervened over there on that side. Like, I don't know what, I don't know who you think. My, I don't know what you think. Mm -hmm. My daughter's last name is, you get what I'm saying? But it ain't, you know, you should, somebody should, hey, what you doing? Like, mm -hmm. I feel like he's like exercising his defense on the breakfast club. It's like, oh, he threatened me before when I seen him, I was afraid. And I get it. I would do the same thing because honestly, like, you know, you ain't trying to get sued. But I, I doubt the baby was afraid. But I would say that I was afraid too. Who wants to go to who wants to pay this man any amount of money for any of this? Like, honestly, I understand the baby, but we all I know you know that I know that you wasn't afraid and you whooped that boy ass.
I think this is brilliant. This is the smartest thing that he's done in five years. I'm so proud of him. He clearly took a class in the, um, what you call it, um, Little Nas X and 50 Cent School of Media Training <laughs> because he is trolling the hell out of everybody. And we, all, it's like when 50 Cent said he was broke and then like had a bed of pill, a pillow made of money the next day after telling the judge he was broke. Clearly, he's on the record saying things that would look good in court so that if he has to, you know, beat up poor Brendan or Baby Bills, whatever his name is again, figuratively speaking, he already has like a, a precedent set. What I think is funny though about Brandon Bills is just because you took a boxing class at LA Fitness does not mean that you are fit to run up on rappers and their goons and attack them at bowling alleys. So go back to class because well, that was embarrassing. Now, now I don't I, know if he ran up on the baby though. I, that's not what I heard. Listen, he, I like, he slid I up. Like <laughs> I like Brandon and I like the baby. I'm just mad that this is even happening. Where is Danny Lay with the baby? What? Ooh. Not the baby, but her baby. Let me say this. Let me say this because look, all I know is that in this whole ordeal, the one thing that I know better happen is that I better get subpoenaed to go to court so I can wear a really nice outfit because technically Hollywood Unlock is the reason why this whole fight happened. Had we not been here for Brandon to threaten the baby, the baby wouldn't have felt threatened when he saw him and he wouldn't have swung and pulled his hair the way that he did. Listen, I'm calling Cap. I'm calling Cap. The baby, you shot somebody in Walmart and killed them. You have slap valets. You are, you have, you do. The baby, you, you need to knock it the fuck off. The baby uh, said in the same interview that, you know, he had a lot to say about addressing the, uh, his upcoming Rolling Loud performance because Rolling Loud is bringing him back after he was canceled by the LGBT community last year. And this is what he said. He said, quote, if you didn't show up today, this is what he said in the show, quote, if you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, or any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two or three weeks, then put yourself on a lot of... Now, he later apologized. And I wanted to talk to him because I wanted to like, you know, create space to have a real conversation about it. And it just became a, just a crazy circus online. But either way, he now is, you know, addressing those comments, saying that it was never his intention to offend our community. And this is what he had to say. I didn't mean what you think I meant. You, what you want me to do? Go look myself in the mirror. You did mean that. You, you do. You don't you don't like gay people. Not, like, I'm not tripping on gay people. I'm not tripping at all. If I say what I say to get people to raise their cell phones and it's misinterpreted by people who watch a five-second clip at home, you're not supposed to understand what's going on. You couldn't raise your cell phone if you wanted to, so you ain't supposed to be able to digest a clip, uh, you know what I'm saying, a clip that been altered and, and shortened with a narrative to go along with it with enough people driving and it's going to do what it do. But, I mean, we, we knew that wasn't your intention to offend. That's, why I, that's all I was telling you. And, and that's what I was getting at. Like, yeah. I, you know, like when, when I tell you that, okay, cool, now let's move forward knowing that what my intention look. If I ain't murder a man, I don't care who said you killed him. You killed mm -hmm. him. You can't. You can't. I did not kill the man, bro. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like it's, I, I can't. You just want me to plead guilty to what they saying? Nah, it's it's gay people in my family. What I look like standing up, saying, "Hey, yeah, nah, nah," and agreeing with people to to make the outsiders happy. That's gonna hate on me, take money off my plate anyway. You get what I'm saying? And really offend people who. Who really do got love for me, you know what I'm saying? The people who I really who got real genuine love for me, you see what I'm saying? Well, you you know, did, did, no, wait, the territory, wait, man, because I went so big, you know what I mean? Did y'all see something in the parking lot before you walked on stage? <laughs> I don't go to the parking lot. I don't go to the parking lot. I'll pull straight man. in, but all in all, though, man, like even from, from anybody, look, because I ain't even spoken like anybody mm -hmm. from the LGBTQ community, any of that, bro, I am not tripping on y'all. I ain't never had an issue with none of y'all and any of them that done ran into me, you know what I'm saying, that done interacted with me, that done been like at my concerts, they know that. Oh, that type of shit would have been happening. Like this baby, like that would have been happening. Somebody would have been baiting me in and took that, uh, like that ain't even, uh, um, Man, that, that's not even a strong enough of a scenario. I feel like this should have caught. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna take 30 million? Cold. You know what you perform? All right, now look, I mean, at some point, do we have to accept an apology from the baby? Because although I feel like he's still answering questions from a position of being defensive and not really accepting the understanding and the need for compassion and being a little bit more vulnerable, and I can understand him being attacked and feeling the way that he feels. Do we accept this apology? Because I'll be clear, for me, I am not in a position to be angry with anybody forever. 
I want to piece it up as much as I can, or at least get to a common understanding with everybody. I've had my private conversations with the baby. Uh, he was very comfortable talking to me. I don't think he understood the gravity of what he said at the time. And I still don't think the right people have had the right conversation with him. So I'm, I'm going to say I forgive him, but I do want to have a conversation with him to uh, be able to understand in a genuine way how it, it had effect mm -hmm. on the community. I'm sorry, Jason. Personally, I'm going to be honest. If I gave you a sweater and then took it back and then gave you a sweater and then took it back and then said, do you like the sweater? I'd be like, I would like it if you would just let me keep it. So he keeps apologizing and then taking it back. Yeah, I'm really sorry to the gays. I ain't do nothing to the gays. I'm really sorry to people with HIV. I didn't do nothing to people with HIV. Like, <laughs> make up your mind, sir. So, yes, if you will let us keep the apology, I will receive it. But he keeps taking it back, so I'm getting dizzy. I'm getting very dizzy. Yeah. And as a person that was there, not just watched the five-second clip on online, I was at the concert, and I Ooh. seen how people reacted. I was there. You said something stupid. Just apologize. I do not believe in my heart that the baby hates gay people or anybody with HIV. He said something stupid, and he got in his pride and then just own up to it. He did three double downs. He doubled down on that statement like three times online and then issued an apology. After he said that stupid shit, if he just would have went up there and be like, you know what? I said something that was wrong. I was trying to get the crowd going. Poor choice of words. I'm sorry, y'all. I think we would all forgave him. It was those two video clips of him in his hotel room, like acting like he didn't care. That kind of pissed everybody off. So I am not a part of the LGBTQ plus community, but I will hope they do forgive him because I do believe in his heart. He didn't mean that. However, bruh. Like Blue just said, you can't keep giving it and taking it back, bro. Just like, come on. Like, well, look, in on? all fairness, let me just tell you, as somebody who's been under fire for the last couple of weeks, and by the way, I fucking love it. Uh, I have to tell you that I understand that once you've apologized and you've showed ownership for what you did wrong or an error and you take full accountability for it and people still harp on you and keep attacking you, you do get to a point where you want to be like, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck you. And, and, and fine, I'll take it back. Now, I'm not going to take mine back because it, I genuinely gave it to y'all. But I have felt many times what he probably has felt when, you know, his apology has not been received. Now, again, I'm not taking up for him to defend him. He's no friend of mine. We don't have each other's number like that. We're not cool. But I do want to be able to have a conversation with him in a way that allows people to see him as a man, as a black man, as somebody who may not really understand the gravity of what he said and what he did. There's still people gaslighting him to believe that what he did was not a big deal. Those are probably people that don't have HIV and probably are not in our community. So we should be the only people that have an opinion about it, right? Um, now, uh, I will say, uh, I don't wanna see him lose his career over a mistake. And I have to tell you, I'm on some new shit. I'm, we ain't canceling nobody black. We're not canceling nobody black because after I see what y'all been doing in the news, with Kim Kardashian and Kanye, how Kanye, like I, I'm so close to so many situations that I'm like looking at it with disbelief on how easy it is to write us off. You know, it's just so easy to write off black folks uh, when um, we make a mistake. And I just feel like we gotta get to a place of giving each other space to grow through things. And, you know, having been someone that's made mistakes and will keep making mistakes, I, I'm, not, I'm not searching for perfect. There's, perfect does not exist. Perfect does not exist. And in the baby's case, Superman is not coming to rescue you, bro. You got to really just be vulnerable, let your thug guard down, and just accept the fact that you fucked up in a major way. I think once people can smell the humility and you're accepting of that, people will move mm -hmm. on because there are other exactly. headlines. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree with that. Well, speaking of being black and being proud, uh, Smokey Robinson uh, said that he resents being called African-American. Instead, he wants to be called a black American. Uh, he doesn't want to be called African-American anymore. And this is interesting because over the years, I've called myself a black American. And I always said, well, I've never been to Africa and I don't, I'm, I'm not from Africa. And then people have argued me down that my roots are in Africa. And then I watched the roots movie and didn't see any of my people in there. So it's, it's like, I, I understand what he's saying, but during this interview with the view, Smokey Robinson, he had talked about his poem, Black American, which was turned into an animation by a teacher trying to educate his students about the Black experience. Robinson shared what being a Black American means to him and why he resents being labeled African American, and this is what he said. I, I'm a person, I, I resent being called an African American. 
I really do. Now, I've traveled all over the world, and Africa is one of the few places in the world that I've never been yet, okay? But I think that when you do that, you're disclaiming all the things, all the contributions that black people have made to America. You see, I consider myself to be a black American, and I enjoy being called black. And black has been so negativized as a color down throughout history by those who wanted to negativize it. And so it spilled over into the black community, into the black people. And even black people back in the day calling each other black was a sign for a fight or something like that because it had been so negativized, like black was just so negative. So I resent being called an African-American because black people have contributed so much to the development of the United States of America. I I agree. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, be called what you want to be called. Don't call me Negro. Don't call me color. Don't call me none of that bullshit. Don't call me half breed don't call me mulatto don't just call me jason or call me black i'm fine with that well no you can't say hey black but you know what i mean like i identify as being a black american and uh until i have more education on why i should identify other that's what it is so this is awkward for me because Smokey robinson is a legend and he started off correctly and then started just negativizing and making up things and they went left real fast. So I agree with him, but he took a detour that I can't like really sponsor. Um, so let's talk about facts since that's not what happened in the last clip. Um, the facts of the matter are African-American is a very beautiful and should be celebrated ethnicity group, guys. The same way being Ashkenazi Jewish is an ethnicity. We talked about that with Whoopi before. Being African-American is an ethnicity that only belongs to Black Americans who are from this land and whose like, families and ancestors actually built this country. So African-American is actually an ethnicity that belongs to you guys. So everybody on this show is Black. We're all Black Americans, but I'm actually not African-American. And so the first thing I want to say is if you're African-American, please take pride in that and don't think of it as a throwaway comment. It's actually a real ethnicity and a real culture that needs to be celebrated. Black American means anybody who's from the Black race. So everybody who's Black who's in America is a Black American but not all of us have ancestors who built this country and those are African-Americans. So even though Smokey is right, that um, those two terms are, are different, he's actually African-American. So that's awkward. Sorry, Smokey. Yeah, I, I think it's a, uh, I understand. I understand. I don't think he should resent being called African-American. Because he actually- I'm like, you resent it? it? It's not that, it, <laughs> I don't think it was that negativized, but look, he has the right to feel like how he wants to feel. And I'm glad there was a teacher there to take some of that content, hopefully not all of it, some of it, and make something for the younger Black or African-American children to understand their culture. Because I think that's really the biggest problem here is like us understanding um, our power and how much we gave to this American culture. Uh, I guess exploring more of Black culture. I think that's what he was trying to go down the road of. I love Smokey. He can't really say nothing wrong. Negativize is a new word I'm adding to my uh, dictionary. So, Smokey, I'm right. Negativized. That's it. Smokey is a senior citizen. Um, you know, he gets all the praise. Listen, listen. He, I'm not going to be disrespectful. I'm not even going to say. Don't the joke you negativize this? Right no, no, no. Don't no, no, negativize no. it. I'm not going to negativize this. But what I will say is, I didn't. Um, let me be very clear on what I agree with. I agree on being called a Black American for me. I all the other stuff. I, I actually didn't even hear what he said because I tuned out because I, I felt like it was going to go. It was getting a little too long winded for me. I was like, uh, uh Lord, I just want to agree with this part. I ain't about to listen to the rest <laughs> of you. You know what I mean? Because it's sort of anyway, I, I'm not going to say the joke on my say. Look, this is what I will mm. say, right? It's so sad as a people how we struggle with identifying because we some of us don't know where we came from. Some of us don't know the heritage. Some of us don't know our generational history. When you look at people who say you don't belong in this country, I know, bitch, but y'all shouldn't have brought us here on that fake ass cruise that turned into us building your shit for free after you slaughtered all them people and then told us we don't belong here. But anyway, we're not going to talk about those ruthless people because then I'll be suspended for two weeks. Oop, nope, can't do it. I own my show. You know, the, the other thing is, I will say this, and I'm not saying the Jewish people did. I'm saying people that don't look like me because I love everybody. I don't say racist shit. But my point of it all is, is that in our country, we have not been able to fully materialize who we are as a people. And so, you know, colorism, I'll be honest with you. I didn't even understand 
that colorism was as serious as it was until a few years ago on this show when people started telling me I was a colorist for the shit I was saying. I'm like, damn, I can't love who I love or be attracted to what I'm attracted to, like without being a colorist. Like, I don't understand it, but these are problems that 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 white folks created that are problematic in our community. So listen, to Smokey, oh, blue eyes, be who you want to be. Nigga, I still don't know how you got blue eyes. And wouldn't it be crazy if God gave him glaucoma for saying something like this after he got them beautiful eyes that made him famous? I just wish the best for him. And nigga, <laughs> run on, run on, nigga. I knew you was going to negativize this. Yo, you are negativizing so much, Jason. Oh, we're going now, to hell for that last one. He, he's Smokey Robinson is a, he's a legend. I mean, I can tell you that I've never been to a Smokey Robinson concert. I mean, he's just this before my time. But uh, but he's spitting game, you know, and I, I wish him the best. All right, look, Florida State passes a controversial bill called the Don't Say Gay Bill. Now, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who most recently caught heat for yelling at college students for wearing their mask around him, is back in the news as he plans to sign the Don't Say Gay Bill that Florida State Senate just passed. Now, the bill states that schools are prohibited from teaching students about sexual orientation or gender identity until after they attend their third grade. Now, districts will also put in place measures to notify parents if there's a change in their child's mental health, emotional, or physical health. Now, you know, the people that make these kind of policies are always the people taking it up the butt. I don't understand why people are so mad about educating people on the fact that Black people exist. DeSantis, are you part of the heritage of the white folks who didn't want to teach black folks black history? And the reason why Smokey Robinson is burning down the internet anytime you say, hey, African-American. The problem I have with some of you folks, and I ain't going to say white folks, but some of you folks is that y'all got a problem with people that don't look like you or that ain't fucking like you or that ain't in the community that you're in. And you know what's so crazy? I think if you teach young kids sooner who you know, about the world that they're going to live in. I don't think you should lead them into anything, but I, I just feel like if a kid in the third grade, which by the way is eight years old, says to you, I feel this way, or I feel gay or wants to be identified as gay, I don't think you should be teaching them that that's a bad thing. I mean, this teaching them that it exists, I think is just what's happening here, right? They're trying to stop it from the teaching the existence of a sexual orientation. What is that going to do? Like, I don't understand what's the purpose of that. Shouldn't you learn those type of things in school? What do what are we supposed to learn in school? We don't learn taxes. We don't learn sexual orientation. What the hell is school for at this point? You don't learn anything that you need in life to ball. progress and be Tether ball. sane. Tether ball. Tether Snacks, <laughs> recess. Sh shooting yeah, recess. Dice. Shooting dice. And if you watch Euphoria, drugs. Oh, Child. <laughs> I'm homeschooling my kids. Euphoria has scared me forever. Now I don't. I'm I don't saying it's the like... school's responsibility to teach kids, you know, sexuality and all that kind of stuff uh, at that early of an age. But let's be very clear: orientation or identification is, has nothing to do with sex. And so people need to exactly. stop sexualizing these experiences or this education. Now. Um, I don't also don't think that a school should be monitoring a child's gender related mannerisms. What is that? Because you could look at Prince, who was probably out here getting more pussy popped on him than anybody, more than Drake, and he was straight from what they say. In a blouse. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was in a full a blouse butt, with and panties. Butt, and his butt was protruding from the back. Like, I'm gay, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I feel uncomfortable when I watch my dog walk around with a diaper with a hole in the back. I'm just like, mm -mm, I don't want to see. Your butt and your butthole prints or anybody. May he rest in peace. Okay, cool. Well, look, uh, this video is definitely gonna go viral because we didn't set up, I said a lot of things I probably shouldn't have. Well, there's another man who went viral after claiming that high earning women are less oh, attractive. God. Now, a clip, a recent clip from an episode uh, on the Hardly Initiated podcast is going viral after a man on the mic claimed that high earning women are less attractive. He says that a woman told him that she's well off and got her shit together, but all she need now is a man. But he says once a woman has become successful, they've disqualified themselves from finding a man. This is what he said. This literally, she says, I got a good job. I make very, very good money. And she says, the only thing I need now is a man. 
It's like, yo, like, <laughs> it's like who wants you? Who wants you? You're you right. right. Like, once you have achieved these things, you have unfortunately disqualified yourself. Ooh, and, and, shit. And what it is is these, because I, and this is the thing, I'm not blaming Ooh, the, the women. women are going to hate him for that shit. No, no, they are going to hate him for that. They, they I can't wait me. to put this shit out. So, what do you think? I, I would have loved to hear his explanation. That's all I want to hear. Explain this to me. So, a woman, that's fine, makes money. And for some reason, fineness and money means I wouldn't want her. I want to hear his explanation. I'm really trying. I'm, I was hoping we was going to hear that part because I want him to break well, that I down. I can tell you the explanation. Why she is disqualified. He's, a, he's, a, he's a man okay. who loves to attract women who are insecure because he's insecure. And a man yeah. who talks like that, that's like me saying that I don't want no man who has this or who's that. Who, no, look, I'm going to take you as you are. And when you're no longer good enough for me or you don't fulfill me the way that I need to be fulfilled or I can't fulfill you, you out. It's over. Like that to me sounded like insecurity jumping off the screen. I'm embarrassed. First of all, was he in a high chair? Like, what was he sitting in? I had so many questions. It looked like a bunch of little men in their dad's clothes sitting in high chairs. Like, she makes $20 an hour. Like, it was weird. Um, I really think this, like, pattern of incel black men who can't get laid getting podcasts rather than just going to the barbershop like everybody else. It's embarrassing. Like, I, I really think they're doing this to get clicks. I think that anytime we even talk about them, they've won, even though they sound like idiots. I think any woman who can pay for herself is an asset because she can help you build your empire he's it's i think he might be a virgin so i don't want to say too much because he might cry watching this mm. well yeah. either way i mean it was a great conversation because clearly you made it here i don't know that we'll ever talk about your podcast again nor do i even remember what it was called but i will say that women y'all are so smart y'all spell cap you guys are strong you're independent you're beautiful and that's why none of you are talking to that guy but um, I, I do think that like men, you have to be more secure. You have to be more secure in who you are. And you wanna have a woman who is secure, whether she pretty, not pretty, whether she got money, not money, as long as she's secure and your job is to help am amplify that security to help make her more secure. Not that she needs your help, but you know, like your presence is there to, to elevate her just like she should be there to elevate you. Can y'all please stop with the simplicity of this display of a lack of manhood? I don't you know, know. I, I'm embarrassed yeah. by it. I'm embarrassed by it, and you look a whole fool. He said they're disqualified. From like, what? Oh. A Chuck E. What are you talking about? Get the hell out of here, sir. And he be the one, and your he mom's be basement. The one, and he be the one you go home and take down his pants, and he got cottage cheese around the rim of his dick, and it's probably like three inches. Wait, what? Oh. Anyway, I ain't got nothing else to say. I'm 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 hungry, and I I've lost my appetite thinking about that. This Until the next show. Peace. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.